Perez keeps himself on that second row. Max Verstappen crosses the line one by one. They try to challenge him here at the Red Bull Ring this afternoon. And one by one, the challenge failed. It is back-to-back poles for Max Verstappen, who starts the Styrian Grand Prix on top. the paddock f1 greeny and the cheese welcome back that was david croft's call on sky sports courtesy of formula one.com as always we are in styria austria known for its wine spas castles the birthplace of arnold schwarzenegger we don't care about that this week. Oh, no, 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 no. We are racing at the Red Bull ring where Max in the Red Bull is king. Greeny, good evening. Good evening. I think I slightly disagree with you because I do believe that we always care about the birthplace of the governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <clears throat> so, yeah, but besides that, a solid, interesting, all over the place wild crazy saturday special here tires squealing car spinning in the pit lane i don't even know how to add it up i don't even know how to add all this up because what a wild qualifying i'm still filling out my grid here i'm trying to figure out grid penalties and all kinds of nonsense going on what the heck happened at the steering grand prix today cheese take it away man I was just madness all the way through. There was just stuff going on anyway. Grid penalties from carrying over from yesterday on Friday. Botas gets a three-spot grid penalty for spinning in the pit lane. McLaren was pissed that he could have hurt somebody, which, you know, he could have, but, you know, it wasn't really close to it anyway. But, you know, FIA has to make its ruling and has to give him a penalty. Three places. Sounds about right. Uh, another good grid penalty happened today during Q3. We'll discuss that coming up here. But Max gets pulled. Max was quick all weekend. Absolutely deserves it. Uh, Mercedes has been searching for speed all weekend. So is, so is actually a bunch of drivers uh, compared to their counterparts on their teams even um, this weekend. A lot of disparity between teammates. But it was just a wild week, just a wild weekend start. And leading up into tomorrow, we got thunderstorms in the forecast. So throw another monkey in the wrench for tomorrow, too. So a weekend of fun games and excitement will continue all weekend long. Yeah, listen, I, I I want to address and um, yeah, it is going to be thunderstorms. It's, it's going to be a little wet and wild, possibly tomorrow. In the Styrian Grand Prix. In Austria, but you know, at the Red Bull Ring, I should not fail to mention. But yeah, bizarre, absolutely bizarre, what was going on with Botas. I mean, it, it's it's a crazy thing because a, I mean, he wasn't purposefully trying to spin out. I mean, what was no? 
Valtteri Botas doing that was not of the usual way to do things? I mean, what what was going on there that that because I, maybe I missed something. I mean, he took off and looked like that tire just hit ripped the, apart. Hit hit the gas a little too hard on the fresh on fresh tires. Uh, hit the paint. They did have rain earlier, so maybe it was a little wet still, and you know. But it was far from malicious. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't any. No, he wasn't doing it on purpose. He wasn't leaving right. the pit box in any type of ridiculously maddening way. Um, yeah, I'm actually surprised it doesn't happen tires. more often. I'm actually surprised it doesn't happen more often. To be quite honest. Yeah, I mean, for, first of all, a a couple things. First of all. Everyone in that pit lane and in the pit wall has to be careful. Everyone on the pit wall should be aware and careful. Those cars are coming in. Anything can happen at any time. And you do get complacent. And anything can happen. You've been at racetracks. You know this. Anything can happen at any time. You need to be aware. And people are not always aware. They're complacent being down there because they're there all the time. And they're at the pit wall all the time. And you get complacent until someone gets hurt. It's all fun and games until someone loses an eye. Ain't that the truth? And you're going to poke your damn eye out or worse. And something almost worse happened. I know Michael Massey was pissed at the situation. Be upset with yourself. Okay. Be upset with yourself because you cannot sit there and not pay attention. You knew there were tire issues. The track is wet and nobody on that McLaren team was paying attention. You got to pay attention in the pit at the pit wall. That's just unacceptable, and that's how accidents happen. You know, a first time, one hundred percent, a first time carpenter does not cut his finger off. It's the man or woman who's been doing it for thirty years, and you, you get complacent, and something can happen, and we're not going to sit around and wait for something to happen because when it happens, it's tragic, and you can't reverse that. That's all I have to say about that. I think it's more of a wake-up call to uh, what's going on to Michael Massey and to what's going on as, as the race director and not being complacent ever down there. And I think a, a, a disaster was avoided, but by, by, by what? A couple feet? A couple feet? Yeah, I'd say so. So... This is, you know, something definitely, definitely concerning. I and and a grid penalty. I mean, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Like, it's just it's something. Bit, it's a bit harsh. It's, it's just, a bit harsh. Yeah, I don't know. Harsh. Not. It's just bizarre. Like, I mean, it's something that happens. And like you said, you're surprised it hasn't happened before. Uh, I think well, I hope often. they take a serious look at it, and it's not just a, a punishment because it's a systematic failure. This is a systematic failure. That guys are standing out there and cars are coming in at high rates of speed. Brakes could fail. Anything can happen. Anything can happen out there. And those cars are coming in quick and people are standing there with their backs turned with vehicles entering the pit lane. And and you see it all the time. That's all I have to say about that unless you have something to add. But maybe no. I have more to say. I don't know. Well, the floor is yours as always, my friend. If you want to spit fire and fury and join team fire, fury, madness, and destruction, you come on down and you spit that fire, son. You are Listen. always welcome. Listen. You are always welcome. 
You're listen. always welcome to the dark side, my friend. Oh, listen, listen. Um, I'm, I'm going to leave it there. Let's see what happens, and let's see if anything happens. But if nothing does happen, I'm definitely going to be – I don't think it will. I don't think it will, but – you know. Well, there are there are rules in lower in lower series. Um, some series you're not allowed to, you know, have any type of burnout when leaving the pit lane, which is you know how we kind of lost control. The, the, the tires are you know he lost the rear tires; they were spinning, and he lost it spun on him. But it's, you know, in, in lower series, you are not allowed to do that. You can't if you have any type of burnout, you're like disqualified. Um, yeah, but you're, there could you're, be something like that that could be brought in. But as I said, I'm surprised it doesn't happen actually more often that something like that does happen. Uh, people in the pit lane are very, as you you know, as you said, they get very nonchalant and until something happens. And then once that happens, everybody's on their tippy toes and on their you know heads on a swivel for the next few races. You know, as in a lot of as in a lot of sports, um, when something happens, everybody then pays attention. Yeah, well, hopefully but, nothing uh, Moving on from that, moving I think on, we've spoken enough on. on that. Uh, we got some different strategies going on. We got Max and Perez on different tires compared to the Mercs, which are on the same tires, so that could play something into tomorrow, I would think. Um, and Perez is also really good on his tires, as we all know. And you don't get the degradations, so I think that'll play into the race. A little teaser here into my trifecta for later. Any thoughts on anything else on uh, Max winning pole, Lewis second? Anything else there, Michael? Well, I mean, you got to be. You had your spit and fire section about the practice. Now let's talk. That was practice. Let's talk about quality. I mean, it's something that had to be mentioned. First and foremost, well, I, I 100% agree with it because it it affected qualifying and it is it's going to affect the starting grid, you know, and it affects Mercedes, it affects Mercedes strategy and it affects Mercedes strategy. You have Botas in the third row and Lando Norris and the surging Sergio Perez Checo in the second row behind behind Lewis, and it's definitely an interesting starting four. We do not, do not, over that incident that we mentioned earlier, um, Botas would have come in second. Would we, Would we? Botas would have been on the front row if yep. it wasn't um, wasn't for that. So, yes, even more so to mention. So, really, um, Verstappen leading the whole way, looking good the whole weekend, um, and barring something that, you know, could happen, anything that's – which could happen. Anything can happen. We're going to have some rain tomorrow. Things could happen. But it looks like Max Verstappen is poised to win yet again. And Red Bull four straight, potentially, if they do win. And Sergio Perez, he's right there in the second row. Um, I think he outpaced Lando Norris. Um, they were pretty close. They were both impressive in Q2 and both, once again, impressive um, in Q3. So, yeah, I mean, I was really impressed with Lando all weekend. And definitely a little comeback there. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the first first two rows. Obviously, Pierre Gasly would definitely get a mention because he's up there once again on the third row. And Botas, who is now rounding out the top six, 
There we go. Um, surprises, surprises all around. And Ferrari stinks. I wasn't even going to mention Ferrari because you know they're not on your radar. Well, that's but... about all. That's about all I have to really say because I'm I'm too disgusted to talk about. It. I don't even have. I have a couple mentions there coming up here in in our next segment in our surprises through each each cute qualifying section. Right. Well, why don't we but hold up right there? Why don't we hold Ferrari up? Ferrari right stinks. Hold on, hold I, on. That's hold all on. I really have to say that much about it. We know Ferrari stinks. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to shift it over a little bit here. Come back with surprise, surprise, Saturday night qualifying. You're with Greeny and the Cheese in the Paddock F1. Back after this. We in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. In the paddock, Greeny and the Cheese, we are back. We are back. And listen, I wanted to continue and riff on what I was saying before. It's dangerous out there, man. I mean, I don't understand why people are so complacent. Practice or regardless. I mean, it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me that we have previously, right? I mean, what do we have? Three red flags at Baku during Quali? Yeah. Yeah. We had red a red flag in the last race. We had a red flag uh, that timed out the, the, the um, Q3 at Monaco. I mean, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? Um, you know, we talked at the break about, um, you know, you have to get your tires to the right temperature. So you have to, you know, everything has to be right. Everything has to be such a science to get your t- tires to the right temperature back on the track. Cause if you go out with cold tires, then you have other problems. Uh, you know, it's, it's so, it's such a difficult scientific process to get out there, but you have to figure it out because we've seen way too much. And, a lot of crashes, more so it feels I have I'm not backing this with any numbers or any statistics, but it just feels to me that the last few months in the last, I would say, five races, maybe this entire season has felt more dangerous. I've seen more crashes that are a lot of unforced errors and a lot of unforced crashes. And now we see this spin out almost taking out half the McLaren team in the, in at the pit wall in um, at the Red Bull ring. And it just concerns me. Maybe I'm the only one. Maybe that's it, but I don't know. There's been, there's been a lot of sloppy racing. Drivers aren't as pinpoint as they have been in the past. There's also a lot of very young drivers out there right now. Some of them are making some of these mistakes weekly. Um, That could be part of the issue. Drivers are coming in too young. Not with enough experience. Um, The whole field also isn't following all the safety rules that the FIA has out there. I mean, guys are... I can recall Baku. I think it was McLaren who was on the radio bitching and moaning about, I think, Sonoda or something like that going through 
double yellows. And I think Michael Massey got on the radio and said, well, you know what? If that's the case, then I should penalize all of them because nobody slowed down for double yellows. Yeah. And double yellows is pretty much, you know, massive slowdown. It's almost mm-hmm. to the extent of a safety car mm-hmm. is what a double yellow flag actually means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So listen. drivers aren't following those instructions. You got you got um, cowboys in the track. I think and, the and something's gonna happen. I think the three place grid penalty for this is fine. If the FIA has to start dropping penalties to get people's heads in the game and cut the crap out, I'm totally down with that. Um, I actually think on practice days, everybody in the pit lane should do what they do on on Sundays when they're going to be out in the pit lane. You should all be wearing helmets. I mean, most racing series require all all members in the pit lane to be wearing helmets when they're in the pit lane. Yes, yes. Um, the the uh, you know Formula One on practice day and on Saturdays for qualifying day, you don't see any helmets or anything on anybody. No. Nope. Uh, you know, there's nobody in full racing gear. They're wearing shorts. They're not wearing full fire suits and everything else like they are on race day. Uh, there's there's something that you know I have a bit of an issue with. That's also has always seemed rare, odd to me that these guys are wearing shorts when you know you're buying racing cars. You know, stuff goes wrong, man. A leak or something goes like that, and the way these in the the fuel that these cars use, the flame burns clear. You don't even see it. So somebody out there in shorts, I mean, that's safety hazard to me. The, Guys the not whole, wearing helmets, you know, thing. coming out in the pit lane. You you know, it's with you know, I think that should be a requirement. So there's a lot of things that should be looked at. Um, to make it safer. You want to, you know, they keep changing the cars to make the cockpits and everything safer for the driver. Well, you know, I think you got to look at the human element of the people walking around in the pit lane. Yeah. Well, a unfortunately, people in, the there pit, too. people in the pit lane aren't making $40 million a year. So I guess they're not as valuable as the uh, drivers in the cars. But right. Maybe this is another conversation for another podcast. I know you wanted to get to surprise, surprise. So let's move on to some quick surprise, surprise. And I'll bring you back in and let's bring us back um, to race day. And even though we're still concerned with the safety of everyone on those teams, heads up. But Q1, talk to me. And just I one more quick point there. I will get to my Q my Q one surprise in a second. But the, and as you said earlier, everybody in the pit lane should be paying attention. You're in the pit lane. You should have your head on a swivel. Bottom line, plain and simple. Moving on. Surprise for Q one. Only have one, and that would be Ocon missing out by seven hundredths of a second. Um, first major disparity between teammates because you have. Ocon's teammate, Fernando Alonso, in the top 10. And Ocon is 17th. So there is pace in the Alpine. And Ocon just didn't have it this week. He was uh, struggling there. And so Ocon missed me out. was my big surprise for Q1. Yeah, I mean, Ocon last week was my one of my big disappointments last week, who, uh, you know, finished 14th to Alonso's 8th. Um, yeah. Disappointing. Disappointing. Um, I don't know how surprising have, it is. Things have but... not been going well since he got that, uh, what, two, three, four-year contract extension. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of dropped a couple clunkers here. 
this this is not good for Esteban, but um, yeah, um, maybe he signed that deal and he said I can sit back on my laurels a little bit. I I'm good to go here. Yeah, you ain't Laurel, and 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 like we said, as the old Jerry Seinfeld joke goes, you know, uh, like one second in like a hundred, you know, a hundred yard dash. It's like uh, first first place is like the greatest guy in the world. Like you know, you're like a a head width behind, and no one's ever heard of you. So that's the way it goes. Esteban Ocon taking that cash and a couple clunkers here. Um, finishing 14th last week and starting 17th this week. All right. So that gives us leads us into Q2. Surprise, surprise. I got a few here, actually. We got seven 14th. Little surprising. Since he did have a little bit of pace uh, during practice yesterday, I expected him he, uh, him and him to be actually in the top 10. And he's actually been, um, as we stated the last couple of weeks, he's been uh, kind of on it recently. So I was a little surprised by that. Carlos yeah. signs 12th. But, you know, as I said earlier, the Ferrari stinks right now. Uh, they got all kinds of issues. The car is just slow. Looks like a looks like a looks like a donkey. That's what it looks like. Looks like an old donkey, not even a donkey, an old donkey. And Ricardo, 13th. Ricardo's been struggling here a bit recently. He got Lando, you know, third here. A um, lot of pace in the McLaren that, you know, uh, Danny's not finding. I thought he was finding something there a couple, you know, a couple weeks ago, but apparently not. Taking another, another step back. And then a surprise with Russell barely missing out on Q3, the poor lad. Eight one thousandths of a second, but he gets a little reward for being up there, as we'll talk about in our Q three surprises. But Michael, do you have any other surprises for Q two? Yeah, I mean, again, the biggest surprise: Danny Ricardo is starting on the seventh row. Okay, think about that. He's starting on the seventh row. This guy should be competing for third, fourth row every single week. Fifth row, the worst. Fifth row should be like a disappointing week. Starting on the seventh row. And that that's a surprise. I'm, I'm very worried about Danny. I, I Listen, again. It's not good enough. Seven-tenths of a second is, is a huge difference. The difference of the greatest of all time and no one's ever heard of you. So I don't want Danny to keep slipping here. Definitely not looking good. He's leading into Esteban Ocon territory right now. So, um, yeah, I'm a little worried about Danny as well. Definitely surprised uh, in Q2, which takes us again into Q3. And the big boys, Roman, what do you think? I got a couple here. Uh, also some bad luck in there. We got Botas, bad luck. Sonoda is a dumb moron. Uh, gets a three-place grid penalty for holding up Botas because you cannot slow down in a braking zone to get out of somebody's way. I don't know what he was thinking. I actually think the three-place grid penalty was not harsh enough because that was pretty stupid. Uh, especially when you're getting in a breaking zone. That was a, what? I think uh turn four. So you're coming in there having DRS too. So I don't know what the heck Sonoda was thinking. So bad luck for Botas. Um, he needed a really good qualifying with that grip penalty. So who knows if he could have had a really even better lap there. Uh, 
My biggest surprise though would have been Lando getting his third or, you know, a spot behind there, but, but, you know, with both houses penalty drops back up Lando, Lando was quick all weekend, uh, but super, super happy to see him there really deserves it. Lando's been cooking and moving. And then with Yuki's penalty, George Russell moves into the top 10 and starts 10th. He didn't even, he he didn't, he didn't, he didn't drive in, in Q3. So he just missed out, but you know what? Let's give him some kudos. Well, whatever. Whatever. We got a little Williams in the top 10. You got a, you got a, you got a Williams Williams in the top top 10. 10. The world is right again. That's a little surprise special right there. It's a surprise. He didn't race in Q3 though. So, but whatever. Um, yeah. Um, you know, Alonso keeps doing it, and this guy's ageless, really. Fernando Alonso, I, I don't think he gets enough credit. He's on the fourth row, and Danny Ricardo's in the seventh row. That's all you got to know about what went down at the Styrian Grand Prix today. And Fernando. Oh, Fernando's the man. You heard him on the radio. He said, uh, whatever, whatever place we got, I had fun. This was fun. And only Fernando says things like that. So he's actually been driving really well. He's been finding a lot of pace in that Alpine. A lot of pace. And I think it yeah. took him a hot minute to readjust back to the car. You know, it's a hot minute to readjust back to a Formula One car. But I think the adjustment is on and, you know, he's showing why he's a former world champion. Yeah. In a, in a day of, legend. In a day of penalties, like it's a 1983 bodybuilding competition. Full of red flags. No, no, no red flags, but lots of penalties and lots of, uh, lots of nonsense going on. That's in, that's in honor of Arnold Schwarzenegger, by the way, if you, if you didn't get it, but, but yeah, I think it was, you know, it's a little crazy how, how those penalties and how, how a, a practice penalty kind of, you know, messes up Botas kind of having a redemption here and it's happened before. But he's maybe it's a little bad luck. I don't know. I don't know with Botas, but he definitely did not need this at this time. Definitely did not need this in his life after everything that went down. No, he did not. He did not need this in his life. If anyone didn't need that in their life, relatively speaking, for a man who makes like you know thirty-five million dollars and drives you know the best car on the planet, or one of the greatest cars ever made. Um, but besides all that, yeah, he did not need that. No, sir. Um, no, sir. But no, anyway. Sir. Anyway, I think we're going to end it there. We're going to come back for a bonus Saturday night special segment because we didn't get to Greeny Bucks. And if you missed it last week, oh, boy, you missed a good show. So stick around. Greeny the Cheese in the Paddock F1. Back after this. What's up, everyone? Greeny from In The Paddock here. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Please let me explain. It's free. Okay, free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you for free, so it can be heard on Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, and many, many more. You can make money as well. Money with your podcast. No minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app today 
or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now you're looking at the world's richest man. Yes, F1 lunatics, welcome back. In the paddock, F1, Greeny and the Cheese, Saturday night special. One of everybody's favorite segments of our weekly podcasts is Greeny Bucks. And as the Lord of Greentopia, as I was declared last week after my clean sweep on my bets. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I say, bend the knee, Michael, and kiss the ring. Yeah, it's funny how, to be honest, we both are three wins in nine bets, right? So we're both at a 33% rate, except you're up 20% and I'm down 30%. So. It's interesting as you stand here as the king of Greentopia, temporarily at the t- top of the mountain. Um, but I will do my best to dethrone you this week. Hopefully, I will hit a big win. Um, it probably will take a while to dethrone you because I'm not going to go like big. I- I've readjusted my strategy, and once again, I've rethought my life, deep meditation, and um, I think I'm ready to roll <laughs> with the new me. <laughs> rethought the strategy again we're back to the drawing board for the fourth consecutive race that was that's what i call pure panic here folks that's what i call <laughs> pure panic, no panic. pure dejection mounting a comeback and it takes a while mounting a comeback he says you're in pure panic mode be let's be real here you're in full panic mode you don't know what's going on. You're the general on foot. You're a general and his troops are in full on retreat. Run to the river, my friends. Get across that as quick as possible. We are in, as they say, deep poo poo caca. I don't know about that. We'll see about that. Still have a long season to go, a long way to go. Uh, right now you are in the lead, but um, hopefully we, you won't be dancing all season. And the only thing that matters it's the last day of the season, so let's see how we can do. Let's see how we can get there. I might be a broke man living on your couch, and you might have all the monies, my friend. Um, but let us continue on, because I got some picks, and you got some picks. So go ahead. Oh, I got picks. So go ahead. What do you What do you got for me first? What is your first bet of the week? Uh, what do you want to start with? We'll start with biggest mover. This week, coming off of my, say it one more time, clean sweep from last week, we're going to start it off with Seb as the biggest mover. We're going to go Seb as the biggest mover. Uh, Free tire, well, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. If it's dry, you get pick pick any three tires starting where Seb is. If it's raining, Seb is... A veteran, he's he's good in the wet. So I'm gonna say Seb, biggest mover for me. All right, I like it. I like that uh, Seb is the biggest mover. He was one of my considerations, um, but I think he'll have to get into 
sixth or seventh to probably get that. So I'm going to go a little further back. And someone I think who is motivated now uh, a little more, and I think someone something we talked about earlier, is getting that big contract in Esteban Ocon. And now starting 17th, I think he can make up that time. I think he's going to be more focused. Um, I think this is his time because, you know, a poor showing last week, starting 11th, finishing 14th. Uh, one of the biggest losers last week. I think this week he has potential to be one of the biggest gainers. And I'm going to put 30 greenie bucks on that. Put it down. 30 greenie bucks on Esteban. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to give you my number. My my number was 20, as my usual bet is. I, I, I assume on. so. Your consistency uh, of 10 straight 20 greenie buck bets. And we continue on to... Well, then, when you have a you don't break a dead horse, especially after he bought your home a clean sweep last week. So, we got the strategy. We have a five hundred greenie buck lead, so we're doing just fine on our twenty dollars bets. I'm not saying anything. You're you're being very defensive for someone who is in the lead here. But continue. All right. On. What are we going to move to next? Do you want to go win or trifecta? Give me the win. Give me the win. I am going to take Max for the win. He's been on fire. As the old video game NBA Jam, if anybody's old enough to have played that game, he's on fire. Boom, Shakalaka. Max has just been feeling it. He's been on fire. He's been quick in and out every practice session. Uh, Just He's just flying. So I'm taking Max. For the win. 20. Greeny bucks on that as well. A little drop and a little boom shakalaka. There you go. Back in the day, I actually played a uh, NBA Jam, like actual like old school video game recently The uh, at, at some like arcade place that I was at over the summer. We had to like clean it 40 times just to touch it. But uh, I did play the old school and I left my wife and kids, and they were pretty pissed off. And I was like, yeah, I'll see you later. I got a fistful of quarters, and I'm playing this. Like, we got to go. I'm like, no, we don't. But anyway, I think I'm in complete agreement with you, uh, with Max Verstappen. And um, I'm going to go with my over-the-top bet. But not as, as over-the-top. We're going to tear it back a little bit. We're going to go where 30 greenie bucks. 30 greenie bucks. Max for the win. That leaves us with our trifecta, and I'm assuming right. Max is your one. So I'm very curious, after a big trifecta win last week, who is your two and three, my friend? Uh, let me take a quick peek here for a second about... Oh, he's uncertain. Last week, I think. I'm just double-checking here. I'm going back in the notebook here, son. Hold All on right. one second. Yes! When you got a when you got a good horse, my man, you keep betting it, and it paid out very well last week. So we're gonna take it again. Our trifecta with twenty greenie bucks will be Max one, Lewis two, Checo three. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, son. And that would be of the two zero greenie bucks. I said two zero, two zero green bucks. Correct. Yeah, um, 
I love that trifecta. I really do because you're looking at it. You're looking at how how Sergio's been been racing over the last couple of weeks, um, and been moving and grooving over the last couple of weeks. And Sergio has looked really, really good, uh, winning a few races back, and now um, maybe the curse of the Red Bull is done. So I I like your picks, but I'm going to go with a different order. I'm going to go Max Perez Hamilton. Mmm. Mmm. Probably get a, a, a little higher payout on that as well, but I love the way the Red Bulls are racing. Hamilton is racing out of his shoes right now, and he is a second-half racer. I wouldn't be surprised if Lewis finishes off-podium this week. It's hard to bet that Lewis would finish off-podium. It's it's not a smart bet to finish that he won't finish off-podium. But um, I wouldn't be surprised... If it went like Max, Lando, Perez, Hamilton, I wouldn't be shocked by that result. Um, no. Just based, just based on everything, I think Mercedes with they Lewis can screw up in the pits. Car, I can say it. He's Lewis is just that good, and this Mercedes car, I think, as we were saying since preseason, um, is not as good. It's not as good, and. Again, just we're, we're talking a tenth of a second here. Not as good. Um, but it's not as good. And I can definitely see the way Sergio has been driving and his confidence. We've been continuously talking about Sergio's confidence week after week after week. I wouldn't be shocked. So I got it. Max, Sergio, Lewis, 30. Put it on the board. Did you just go for a clean 30 across the board? I went for 30, 30, 30. 30, yes. 30, 30. Yes. So you're trying to copy my strategy a little bit. You're just throwing a little 10 bucks on top. <laughs> Try to copy the, copy the old wise man over here, are you now? I see you chuckling. I see you chuckling. You finally got wise, son. I see. Took you to be in the whole 500 greenie bugs before you got wise. You're, you're laughing so hard right now. Thank you can't even laugh in the microphone. You just <laughs> listen, listen. It just naturally came to me as I was as I was going through here. It wasn't like premeditated. It just came to me. It's just what I it feel. It just came week. to me. Just what I feel each week. Sometimes I bet fifty. Sometimes I bet ten. Tonight I went with thirties. Um, but. You know, there's reasons and rationale for everything. Remember, the, you ever see the movie Kingpin? It's a copycat league, son. You're just trying to throw a little couple extra beans on top to try and make up that cash. That's all it is. It's a copycat league, son. You can admit it. You can admit it. It's fine. You don't have to give me this. It just came. It just comes to me. Yeah. It's just comes Every week, no, you have I, a different, I strategy. different You finally got wise to follow a winning strategy for once in your darn life. We'll see how winning of a strategy. You won one week. You were 0 for 6 before that. 0 for 6. But you if have I no did... strategy. And you're... I, as I said before, you bet slow. You get that big win. And you're rolling. My strategy you bet all over the place. Like, you bet all over the place like winners. a madman. You bet all over the place like, like a madman. My strategy is to pick winners. You pick winners. It's hard to balance. This is a very different game than just betting. We're in a totally different zone with three picks and a thousand budget. Like I can't, you know, 
borrow from my 401k to, for greedy well, bucks. Yeah, that's the whole point. So the last all 20. It's the last all the races here, son. You Not know, just, you know, last 10 and it's over. I can't. I can't. You get a long road to haul here. You got to pace yourself, son. I'm fine. I, I got mean, you seven hundred. You said you said it. You said at the Texas Hold'em table in Las Vegas. You didn't just throw your chips in there in the first ten minutes, or did you? <laughs> it felt like it. World Series <laughs> of Poker is a lot. It's a lot tougher than it looks, man. That's that's a lot tougher than it looks. But anyway, bet with your head, not over it. If you have a gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. For all, all the folks all around the world listening, and truly all around the world listening, we thank you all. Hit us up. You want to be part of the show, email us uh, in the paddock USA at gmail.com. Cheese in the paddock on Instagram. I'm Greeny in the paddock. Hit us up. And... Yeah, we'd love to read your questions on the show. We'd love to hear from you guys. So please, please, please feel free to criticize all my picks or how I'm uh, picking terribly or, you know, how I need to get more fired up, apparently. Yeah. You need to get fired up more. You got to spit that anger and fury more often. You got to get pissed. You got to get pissed and spit that fire, son. Because that was entertainment. That was I, good. I get. I enjoy seeing the spit in the fire. You got to get more heat. You got to get more ticked off. That's why you need a team. Because then you can get pissed off at something, or you get stoked about something. You got to hop on something. So that's why you got to have a team. You get a little fired up and you get steamed. Just like when you talk about baseball, you can talk about the Yankees and how they stink right now, getting smashed by the Red Sox, or or your Giants have just been trash. You know, something you got you to be, you know, you get pissed. You got to rumble. You gonna need a team so you can bring a little, little more fire and fury. Get yeah, a little more I mean, heat in that belly. I, I enjoy watching Formula One. I have no particular team I ever root for. I root for competition each week. So, you know, I've rooted against Mercedes openly over the last, you know, several years because it's been, you know, anti-competition. So... Um, I just root for competition. I enjoy, I I'm loving it right now. I'm enjoying it a lot right now. Um, you know, seeing these, these rainbow podiums, uh, each week. So it is really, really great not to see, you know, silver bullets one, two, or, you know, when we were having, you know, red bulls one, two, or, or Williams one, two. And, and it's just, it's nice to see, or the days of Ferrari one, two, just, you know, it's, it's nice to see something we had like, you know, in, in the early 2010s where we had, you know, a lot of competition and, and back and forth, not as much as we had in like, you know, 2010 or, or, or one of those seasons, but definitely loving, loving the, 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 what not, you really can't expect too much outside of the top two, pretty much Hamilton and Verstappen have been leading all season. But outside of that, it's really been all over the place. You know, first time really looking at the standings. I mean, you talk about Verstappen and Hamilton are within 12 points of each other. And you got Perez and uh, who's got 84 points. And you got Norris in fourth. So you really have three different teams right there on the top four. Uh, first time in a while we've seen that this this deep in the season. Yeah, we Absolutely, have, dude. You know, it's- 
usually two teams. Great to usually two Alex. teams in the top four. Absolutely, just absolutely 100% great to see. Um, you know, usually by now the championship and uh, both championships are almost sewn up, so. Yeah, I don't know about almost sewn up, but pretty much you can you can. Well, I mean, that. the last couple of years, you pretty much knew what was going down by now. By this time, at the Mercedes was out to a pretty ridiculous leads. So let's be real. So it's, it's great yeah. to see something going on, battle, and at least there's a battle. Everything's still close. There's a bunch of battles going on throughout the field and all the constructors there. So, and we still got a long way to go. We still got a long way to go, and I think that's that's where we're going to end it. We will see you tomorrow night at some point, whenever the heck we figure out how to get over at race time and get this on the air. But um, we're always working. We're always working for our fans all around the world. Appreciate everyone. Appreciate the love and support and reach out. Greeny and the Cheese in the Paddock F1. See you tomorrow night. Later. Peace.